This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Revolutions Meet Your Congregation, another fun-filled episode. Um, we are here and interviewing Becca, an online congregation member. Becca, welcome. Hello, hello. Becca, where are you calling? Where are we talking to you from? I'm in San Francisco. Oh, oh. beautiful San Francisco. The yeah. uh, what is it? The Golden State? No, what is it? Uh, sunshine? <laughs> no, it's not the Sunshine no, that's, State. That's Florida. Becca, what is it? What is it? I I don't even know. The Golden Giant. Gate State. The Saint Francisco. <laughs> so yes. Well, there we go. Expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's very expensive. It's amazing that you live there. Um, yeah, we, I have a buddy who lives in that area, and yeah, he has had to change some some of his lifestyle to be able to accommodate rent. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. I I have uh, visited there quite a few times. I love I love San Francisco. It's amazing. I did my book tour there, my first book tour there, and it's just an incredible city. Yeah, it is. It's aesthetically beautiful. Um, there's a lot of, you know, craziness. Yeah, and there's a lot of homelessness there, too. I mean, at least when I was visiting there, it was really severe. It's really bad. I mean, it's, mm. I mean, right outside our um, apartment building, I mean, there's just tents everywhere. So it's, yeah, it's really sad. Oh, um, yeah. Um, but then, you know, just with the skyrocketing rent, it's just a wonder anybody makes it. Right. Yeah. So how are things? I mean, I guess the the normal question with this time is how are how how's the quarantine going for you? Um surprisingly not too bad. Um so I live with my boyfriend and we live in a micro studio. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, wow. That sounds yeah. exciting. I'll test the relationship. A, a Murphy bed? Uh no. He you know, he used to live in New York City and he was like, I want a Murphy bed. And, um, and I was like, no way. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the bed takes up like most of the room. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we both, we both work in uh kind of techie, you know, areas, but okay. like, yeah, we, we actually were looking at other apartments around and it was like 3,400 for, uh, a mini studio or like <sighs> a, Woof. Something I was like, no way, this is insane. So, um, yeah, I'd rather live in a really small space and have money for food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like it's perfect when you live like in a big city, but at the same time, then when um, quarantine happens, that changes everything because you're now just stuck in a tiny room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm working from home, and um, he is uh, his hours are cut. But so he's able to supplement that with um, unemployment. Um, so we're really lucky wow. that yeah. we have like income coming in. But I'm stuck at the desk all day. So I'm, yeah, drives me a little crazy after a while. But yeah. Well, how did you, uh, how did you come to be a revolution follower? Um, a revolutionist. A revolutionist. Um, <laughs> Revolutionary. <laughs> Uh, you know, I actually, I had to like think about this interview and think about the whole timeline of how I got connected. <laughs> awesome. I actually wrote it down in notes cause Ooh. I can't remember. Um, but 
I think it was, I think it was through Peter Rollins. Yeah, it would make um, sense. Yeah, like heard of that name. <laughs> yeah, really sweet guy. Um, so I think I you, you guys had something like Radio Gas. Yep, a long time. I did the radio cast. A long time ago. Yeah, so I think you guys had this one-on-one interview. Yep, and this is it was hilarious. You guys just like cracked me up. So, <laughs> oh my god! And then so that was you guys were still in Brooklyn, I think. Um, I think I w- actually interviewed him in California. He's done Revolution before, but I think that interview was actually in California. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was visiting out there. Yeah, and I think I started listening to um, Revolution in Brooklyn, okay. like right after you left. Okay. I think. Yeah, and so I was following like Vince out there, and then, um, and then, yeah, and just been following ever since then. So maybe is that like. 10 years? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. I think I left around almost 6 or 7 years ago, so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like it's been kind of crazy. Do you have any other uh spiritual communities that you're involved in or do you, do you just get your fix from Revolution Online? Um pretty much just online now cuz it's been about it's been about 13 years since I've been involved with the church. Right. Um, and that was just for a short period of time. Um, I was there, so I didn't grow up in the church. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I kind of came into it when I was like 19, 20. Okay. And I was there for maybe 10 to 12 years. Okay. What denomination? Um, it was kind of like, it was just a non-denominational. Okay. Evangelical though? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I. I actually ended up becoming the missions pastor, director. Ah. Um, Okay. And then um, I ran the drama department. Oh. Yeah, little skits and stuff. So, yeah, a lot of fun. And um, sang in the gospel choir. Cool. Um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I didn't grow up in the church. Um, It was very interesting to to meet people that did and become friends with them yeah, and just a whole different dynamic of how, wow, just like over time, just the kind of impact that it had on them. I mean, yeah, you went to a pretty, pretty nice church, but it just kind of, the people just seemed like stagnant after a while. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 And my friends, um, my friends were just like always worried about, I think making a mistake or just like sinning or, you know. Yeah. Cause you're just programmed from like a little kid yeah. to think that way. Yeah. I mean, it just, the whole thing just really, um, opened my eyes to spirit, spirituality in that, in that sense. Yeah. Um, you know, just, I was like, this isn't spirituality. It was just like, mm. it's just some kind of molding. Yeah. Some kind of upbringing, you know, and it was like the same sermons after a while. And then it was just kind of like, it's kind of like, okay, I graduated. Now it's like, <laughs> I can leave, you know? And, um, um, but I mean, it was, it was a great experience for me. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, I made a lot of friends who I don't really talk to anymore. Okay. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah. So gosh, that was, such a long time ago. So now I, I listen to you guys. Um, you know, I kind of want to get to the meat of stuff now. Yeah. 
so where it's not so just like I show up and you know we hear a sermon and then we go out for lunch and then go to the mall. Right. You know? <laughs> I like this, you know. Yeah, like the the drive-through church phenomenon kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. prepackaged. You know. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. It's always interesting to me when we get people who weren't raised in the church because so many of us in revolution were the type of people who were, who were raised in it and then like kind of, you know, hurt by it or scarred by it or whatever. And now we're all, you know, angry and, uh, together, angsty, <laughs> angsty and angry. Um, that, well, that's interesting. So how did you, how did you, uh, come to convert them? Were, were you in college or were you just out of high school then? You said you were at 19. Did you um, go to college? I went for a little bit. I didn't finish college. Okay. Was it like a campus like conversion type thing? <laughs> One no. of those, you know, like those groups? Oh, God, no. No, no. <laughs> um, no actually, uh, a friend of the family invited us. Um, so it was kind of like our family went through some hardship. Like my parents divorced, and um, I actually attempted a suicide oh, um, when I was probably around 21. Um, so not too long after attending. Um, and then I found out I was clinically depressed. Right. Um, so it was mostly um, physical. Uh, but compound that with your family's falling apart, you know, um, just makes it tougher. Yeah. It uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, no. So I just kind of went on my own. I've always been very, like, felt, like, connected to spiritual things like to God and like study philosophy on my own yeah um for fun you know big dork that I am but uh, <laughs> fun yeah. philosophy mm-hmm. I'm reading a philosophy book right now that I literally can read maybe two pages a week and like, <laughs> I'll see you later yeah <laughs> I mean I can read other books really fast now I mean I guess that's nice <laughs> yeah like normal books I just fly through but philosophy books are still a struggle oh my gosh yeah so, um, yeah, so then I got really involved over time. And, um, yeah, the strange thing, like, towards the end of it was just um, a really close friend of mine in the worship band came out to me. And um, he, I was with him when he told his family. And uh, it was really, it was really hard to see people kind of snubbing him yeah, uh, yeah. after a while. But uh, for me, I was like, dude, everybody thinks we're dating and, you know, and <laughs> I'm never going to get a date if you don't come out. So, like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And, uh, and the funny thing was like, he was one of my first friends when I joined that church and he was very, um, he was very, uh, I don't know what the word is kind of, stern with um with me a little bit about well because i i do acting right so i was in a play and i had to make out with this actor uh-huh. and you know i got sort of lectured about it uh-huh. from him yeah and you know i was like dude you're the one that was just like you know uh i don't think you should be like projecting that image <laughs> and all this kind of stuff and i'm like you're gay and I'm like you need to just come out because like i already knew it right and um yeah, and so it just I just, the whole breakdown of that and how nobody acknowledged him and he was um he was one of the core members of the music ministry. Mm. Did the church so not support him? They just kind of ignored him. Oh, so kind of like don't ask, don't tell. 
Yeah, it's like there are more gay people in this church. I know there are. And right. Like, yeah. They're just not acknowledged, and then as soon as they come out, like they're ignored and kind of snubbed. Oh, so that's I hate. Yeah. That. Yeah. It was it was really sad, and um, you know, just I think it's just other people that were trying to uphold this image um, of you know I'm this good Christian and and everything, and the the whole time they were doing the complete opposite things like, you know, getting drunk and like going mm. out with all these people, but their talk was totally different. Right. They're like, well, I feel guilty, so it's okay. <laughs> right. Right. And I make other feel guilty. So <laughs> yeah. it's really okay. I project yeah. my guilt. Yeah. So it was just, I found that really interesting and, you know, not growing up in the church and like what that does to their mentality. Yeah. Well, it's sad because everybody has to kind of live a double life, you know, totally. and, and a lie, and everybody's thinking the same thing, but nobody can say it because yes. they're afraid to be ostracized. It's like, it's... Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's like, it, it's a disaster, really. Mm-hmm. You know, churches that are like that just, you know, eventually, you know, you either leave or you just become horribly miserable and depressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just have, like, this heart for... For people that have grown up in the church, yeah, um, just seeing people so afraid to live their life because yeah. they're so scared about, like, you know, and it's not even God; it's it's the it's the church, right. you know, it's this false pretense of being a perfect person, you know, and exactly. you don't really you don't really get to live your life, so you know, totally. Well, it's wild because I still feel it sometimes. You know what I mean? I can still feel the judgment from like normal church people, I guess, or whatever. And I get a little like, you know, it only lasts about a second, but I still get that like second of like, uh-huh. you know, like, oh, I'm not in the club, you yep. know? <laughs> I mean, someone was like, you know, the recently was like talking about me as, as a pastor and someone's like, oh, doesn't he believe a lot of weird stuff? And by weird stuff, it means like, I don't like believe in like magic uh-huh. or weird miracles or legalism, but uh-huh. it's just funny. Like that's weird stuff to yeah. them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, that's so bizarre that he doesn't uh, believe in. <laughs> 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 to find in the weird. supernatural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's got to be some common sense in the whole thing, too. I mean, it's just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, my, I think I posted it on Facebook, but uh, there was this video video circulating of these like preachers, and they were like calling down like coronavirus in the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, Oh good Lord. I'm like, how come they're standing right next to each other? And oh are there other people in that room and they're not wearing masks? I'm like, yeah. so number one, yeah. Like number one, there's no common sense there. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt bad that people were circulating this and making fun. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and they're all you probably know, kind of, you know, and it's the thing where all they're all together, probably looking at each other afraid, but can't act afraid. So they're like, let's just, you know, I mean, it's, you kind of get uh, yeah. you know, like this, this, this the silent, the, silent the, majority. Well, and the requirement to have, you know, everybody to have the, the false narrative of yeah. certainty, you know? And so it's like, oh, well, Jesus will take care of us. And, and strangely enough, like, you know, even if you are, if you're a literalist or something like that, who really does, you know, Jesus doesn't really protect people from bad things bad Mm -hmm. things happen to people all the time so it's yeah i mean it lacks common sense and also lacks like just a basic theological understanding of Mm -hmm. how things work too even in the bible 
you know, but yeah. but we create this atmosphere and this tradition and these ideas and this false narrative that you know ends up putting people in danger. It's it's really sad, you know. It's one thing like oh these people are morons, but at the same time it's like yeah, but they've all been raised from birth, most of them, to believe this, yeah, and then are rejected by their community mm-hmm. if they don't. You yeah. Know? So it is kind of a hard place to be. It's totally. like, you know, what would be really great is if we could sit down with people like that and have a good theological discussion. Mm. Right. Instead of kind of making fun of them. I mean, I yeah. laughed. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. it's funny. I mean, I laughed too. Yeah. And some of it's probably laughing because we're like, oh, thank God we're not there. <laughs> <laughs> but even a part of me was like, I'm all for that. Like the prayer part of it. Yeah. I'm like, sure. Why not? You know, yeah. but I mean. I'm not going to do that with a mask off and like uh-huh. in a fake crowd, you know? Yeah. It's like when, almost like with uh, identity politics, when it's like, oh, if you're a Christian, then, then you have to espouse these certain things. You're gonna, you, you have to, uh, well, you know, where's your faith? You know, you have to, you have to, uh, why, why are you wearing a mask? Isn't God your mask? Um, and these, these, these identities kind of get wrapped up in it. Like, I don't know. We, we, I feel like Christians get a bad rap sometimes uh because some people are acting like total idiots and saying it's because of god or because of their faith when it's just incidental that they happen to be idiots and christians <laughs> very graceful <of> you. <laughs> yeah i shouldn't say honestly i shouldn't say that. and i i have actually some close atheist friends who've been encouraging me not to say things like that because they're not idiots they're not idiots because like I've, I've been in their shoes too you know i've i was very fundamentalist and uh, orthodox am I thinking like that too so yeah they're I mean, not I idiots mean, you know, I mean, they're, I mean, victims of misinformation yeah and I mean some of them are you know I mean tr- they're true believers yeah you know they really believe everything that they've talked about and discussed and you know and and uh, you know it just I don't know it's that's why I w- wish we could talk to folks like this because they put a lot of people in harm you know it's right. you know Anyway, I shouldn't have said they're idiots. No, it's okay. So what? what so you know, so you hold on to this kind of faith thing that you've got going on, and and you listen to Revolution, and uh, you know, I, I mean that's really cool to me. I, I mean, I'm you know, is there a, is there a reason, or is it just your interest, or just like you said before, like it's just something that you feel is a part of your life? It, you know, it feels a part of my life, not the church thing, because um, actually, like I don't really even remember a lot of it anymore. It just kind of left it and um, left it as is. And, um, but I think there's a balance of, of, you know, like I said earlier, it was just common sense in spirituality. Um, You know, like still, still really feeling connected to God. um, But understanding the history of theology and i think that's interesting to me yes but um i think it's just really about the people yeah you know um i feel for the people yeah so it's just just people you know it's like people are just people yeah and um yeah i just care about people and especially from that experience about people that were really hurt in the church yeah um and kind of bridging that divide between um you know people that are that say that they're atheists and they hate Christians and vice versa. Right. You know, that whole, that whole thing just, I just hate categories. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So if we could just break that down, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm a Christian. That does not mean that like I'm a Republican or Democrat. And doesn't mean I believe this and and that, that to pigeonhole, 
people. I mean, that's not what it's about. So, you know, and I think there's a big tendency for a lot of people to do that on both sides. Yes. You know, like, I'm like, I can act like an atheist at one time and I can act like a, you know, um, a spiritual person in another, you know. Um, It's fluidity to it. Right, right. So, um, I don't know if I answered the question. No, <laughs> right, no, but yeah. no, that was a great, that was a great answer. Um, our, our last question is just kind of basically like, you know, Hey, you know what, you know, we always ask is like, um, if there's anything that you think revolution could be doing different, uh, or adding to the conversation or, you know, Being more of or less, more of, of or less of, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you know, we, we are always looking for feedback. So do you have any? Uh, well, I intend to check out the Bible study, um, but I I haven't looked at it yet. Um, but I really, really like the meet your congregation part of it because I just like hearing other people's stories. And I think this is really great to have a platform for people just to speak about their experiences. Um, you know, I feel pretty lucky. I didn't have like this horrible experience, but like, you know, I really was a witness to what goes on. Um, so I really like this part. I really like it. Well, thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. Really great job. Cool. Thanks. Awesome. But yeah. Keep, keep going. I like it. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we say in California. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you. And, um, stay safe out there. I will. I will. I'm trying to stay in as much as I can handle. Yeah. I hear you. Me too. Well, yeah, we'll keep posted and say hey online. I will. I will. Um, I just uh, keep holding on and keep doing what you're doing. Oh, well, we will. We'll try. We're we'll going try. to yeah. one day at a time. Eh? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Thanks, All Becca. Right. Thank you, Becca. Stay safe. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. If you enjoyed this show, you might also like the Sacred Collective. So this isn't an argument you're going to win. And, yeah. and, and not only that, you don't want to win it, even if it was. Mm. So you're just playing a different game. And so for Rob to even talk about this, we'd need to start talking about the Bible. And before we talk about the Bible, we'd need to start talking about duality and how we read literature and its complexities to context and history and textual context and all these different elements, um, which is never going to happen in two minutes. And even if it was you gave two hours, would this person even be able to listen to that kind of conversation? Mm. Probably not yet. Yeah. Um, and so you've got to have the, the wherewithal at times just to go, hey, we're going to disagree. I know that's going to make you upset. The amount of people I've said, look, I know that you're doing your duty and you feel obliged to tell me I'm a heretic, that my teaching will be judged, that I'm leading people straight. I really understand that. I used to be like you. Yeah. And I really value your zeal, your passion, how much you love God and how much you're faithful for what you believe. Yeah. I just don't see things that way. You haven't convinced me, and I don't think you will convince me. I know I'm not going to convince you of what I believe. Should we agree to disagree? Let's say you've done your obligation. God's not going to hold it against you. He'll hold it against me if I'm wrong. But thank you. I really appreciate you. I'm, I'm really, I admire your passion. And yeah, you right. I really do. Mm-hmm. I wish I was as passionate and zealous <laughs> for what I believe yeah. as you are for what you, I really do. Mm. Um, but we're not going to go anywhere. And, and 
nine times out of ten that conversation goes okay that's yeah. about as positive as i can say it sure. but it goes okay that was a post-christian podcast <laughs>